Spirit. Amen. Hebrews 11 and 4. If you have it, say amen. All right. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Can you say that with me? A more excellent sacrifice. Amen. Then Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Amen. I want to talk for just a little while tonight on the subject, a more excellent sacrifice. Amen. Lay your Bibles down. Let's reach out to God. We need his touch in this place tonight. Lord, we love you. Oh, let's worship him all across this place tonight. We love you, Jesus. We praise you tonight, God. We exalt your most holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. If you're going to stay with me, you can be seated this evening. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews 11 and 4 said, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Amen. I, there's a lot that we could talk about in this story of Cain and Abel. And I've, uh, uh, Thursday, I talked about it. It took me almost an hour, hour and 20 minutes or so to get through it. Amen. Teaching those that come to our off-night Bible study there in, in Valley. And uh, so much here. But I want to focus simply on the fact that Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. I want to focus upon what type of sacrifice that Abel offered that was so much better than what Cain offered. Amen. I'm not here to talk about Abel and I'm not here to talk about Cain, but I want to talk about a sacrifice that we ought to give to God. Amen. But before we get to where I want to go, I need to lay a foundation. So please stay with me. Amen. From the beginning of Scripture, even from the beginning of time, God has always required sacrifice for an atonement for sin or, or yes, for an atonement for sin, for, for you to be able to get forgiveness. You had to offer a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice unto God. Amen. That was set in stone when Adam and Eve were, were, were kicked out of the garden. God gave to them skins. Where did the skins come from? They came from an animal that the Lord had slew because of their sin. Amen. So we find sacrifice all the way into the beginning of time. Amen. We find even in the law that sacrifice was necessary for forgiveness of sin. Sacrifice or offering was necessary if you wanted to offer thanksgiving to God. If you wanted to worship the Lord, you had to bring unto God a, a, a sacrifice and a certain sacrifice. It was specific. The Word of God was specific in how to approach these things. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. If In Exodus chapter 29 and 14, it tells us that, But the flesh of the bullock and his skin and his dung shalt thou burn with fire without the camp. It is a sin offering. All right? So if you wanted to get atonement for your sin, you had to make a sacrifice. And you had to do it according to a certain way. Amen. Also, again, I said just a moment ago, if you want to be thankful, show your thanksgiving to God. Leviticus 7 and 12 tells us, if he offer it for a thanksgiving, if he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Unleavened cakes mingled with oil and unleavened wafers anointed with oil and cakes mingled with, with oil of fine flour and fried. Amen. There was a certain way to go about it. Amen. I'm not going to teach on all those ways tonight. Amen. But I, I want us to understand that sacrifice is necessary. Amen. Today, the Lord doesn't require animal sacrifice anymore. Amen. If we want to, to give an offering of thanksgiving, we don't have to go to the temple and bring a certain thing and offer it to the Lord. Amen. But God still looks for a type of sacrifice, a type of sacrifice. First of all, the reason why we no longer have to have the blood of bulls and goats and sheep is because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice that atones all sins. He became the mediator between God and man. Amen. Pastor Riggin did a wonderful job, a beautiful job explaining how that all came about this morning. Amen. And we also have to understand that everything that was done in the Old Testament was done as a type and shadow of good things to come. Amen. Hebrews 10 and 1 tells us this very thing. It says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually Make the comers thereunto perfect. The law could not make people perfect. It was impossible. It was a continual process of rolling their sins forward year after year. But it didn't remove it from them. Amen. Amen. It couldn't make them perfect. But we have a sacrifice that can make us perfect. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I apologize. My mind's wanting to go so many different directions right now. I'm trying to stay on target right here. But the Lord offered the perfect sacrifice. We have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the infirmities. For he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He became that mediator between God and you and me. When he died upon the cross, the Bible tells us that he was made sin for us. Hallelujah. I get excited when I think about what the Lord has done. I can't help but contain. When Brother Joe was preaching and was talking today, he said, you know, I can't help but understand that, that it's rivers of living water that flows out of me. How do I get those rivers of living water? It was by the sacrifice that Jesus made for my sin and for 
understanding that all things from the Old Testament were done for a shadow of things to come, we have to understand that this, 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 uh, this story of Cain and Abel, there's something in here for us. And I began to look at this thing and I began to wonder, as most of us do, why was, why was Abel so much better than Cain's? Amen. And there's a lot of different speculation there and, and there's a lot of different areas we could go as, as to why. But I'm not going to go down that road tonight. I just want you to understand that God accepted Abel's sacrifice. He brought up the firstlings of the flock and offered them to God. Amen. I believe with a joyful heart. And I believe how you come before God is important. That's why the psalmist wrote in Psalms 122 and 1, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I have to admit to you, sometimes I get sidetracked from that verse. I sometimes, oh, it's, it's church time again. I've had those days. Man, I'm so exhausted. we got to go to church. That's not, what, that's not what the psalmist wrote, though. As I begin to look, I realize that some commentators say that this psalm was wrote, written. Sorry, pardon the grammar. Amen. This psalm was written for those that were traveling to Jerusalem to sing. The King, King David wrote this psalm that they could sing it on their way to Jerusalem every year. Singing, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Why was I glad when they said unto me? Because when I get to the house of the Lord, something happens at the house of the Lord. I don't care how exhausted I am. I don't care what life is handing to me. When I go to the house of the Lord, then I understand my end, if you will. The psalmist Asaph said, then I went into the house of the Lord, and then I understood their end. But when you come into the house of the Lord, you can understand the end of all things is if you've got the Holy Ghost, you're going to be able to spend eternity with the Lord. Amen. Despite what your situations are and despite how you feel right now, I can come to the house of the Lord and I can praise Him according to His mighty acts and according to His excellent greatness, the psalmist said. Amen. I can come into the house of the Lord and I can leave different than I came. That's why I can say when I come to the house of the Lord, I was glad when I said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I know when I come into God's presence, I don't have to leave the same way that I came. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Understanding now that the sacrifice of animals is no longer necessary. But we understand the sacrifice is definitely necessary. We cannot be saved except we lay ourselves upon the altar and we sacrifice our will. We sacrifice what we want upon the altar and we say, God, I surrender to you. I give you my life. I offer myself willingly. Amen. Your walk with God cannot start without a sacrifice of your will. Amen. Amen. Just like the lamb that was laid out upon the altar time after time for sin offering, we have to come to an altar of repentance 
And we have to tell God, Lord, I'm sorry for all that I have done that I know is wrong. And if there's something that I'm forgetting, God, I don't want to go that way anymore. Lord, I want to change my ways, and I'm surrendering myself to you. That's a sacrifice that God is looking for. Amen. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. If you want the Holy Ghost, he's here tonight, and he can give it to you. It's just it's a free gift. He paid the price. He's just asking for your will. He's just asking for you to surrender yourself to him. Amen. Praise God. The whole purpose of Jesus coming was to establish a hope for us. Because he loved us. He didn't have to love us. But as Pastor said this morning, it was a plan. It wasn't a second thought. It wasn't an afterthought. But it was the plan from the beginning of time. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. John chapter 1 tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was was with God, and the Word was God. The plan was in the beginning. It wasn't wasn't any any type of afterthought. Well, man messed up. I guess we got to go to plan B. No, this was God's plan the whole time. And that plan was him, crucified, dwelling among us, facing the temptation that you and I face, and then dying a perfect man. As the second thief said, he was not, he was, he was hung there for no reason. Man thought there was a reason for him to be hung, but there was no reason. He was perfect. He was perfect. Amen. How many of you can say that you're perfect? Not one of us in this place can say that we were perfect, but he was perfect. From the day he was born until the day he hung upon the cross, he was perfect. There was no sin found in him, but at the time of his crucifixion, you understand all sin from the beginning of time until the end of time, he had to take upon himself. Why? Because he loved me. Because he loved you. 1 John chapter 3.16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God. That he laid down his life for us. For us. Not for himself. He had the ability to remove himself from the cross. He had the ability to forego all the pain and suffering. But he did it for us. That was the perfect sacrifice. Amen. But that's not the sacrifice I came to talk about this evening. But I want to talk about it just for a little bit more because we have to understand it was because of this sacrifice that he laid down his life for us that we ought to turn, in turn, give of ourselves back to him. He's looking for someone tonight. He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows exactly how to fix it. If you could just sacrifice or offer yourself to him completely and totally. He will take control. Amen. Amen. Else why did he die? Else his his death would have been completely useless. He did it for us. Amen. 
Amen. He paid the price of sin. We all know the wages of sin is death. You and I, we should have died for what we did. Amen. We should have, but he did it for us that we may live. Moses was talking to the Israelites, and he said, he said unto them, he said, I lay before you life and death. He said, therefore, choose life. Choose life. And that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm laying be before you two choices. And I'm begging you tonight, choose life before you leave this place tonight. Yes, you've got to offer yourself to God. Yes, you've got to sacrifice your will. But let me tell you something. There is life found when you abase yourself before God. When you give yourself to God completely and totally with no strings attached. No, you're not in control anymore. But let me tell you something. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Romans 5 and 12 tells us, Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. For all have sinned. All have sinned. He goes on in verse 20. He says, moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, what I'm here to preach to you tonight about is where sin did abound. Grace did much more abound. You're not getting it this evening. Where sin abounds. Let me tell you something. God gets more glory where there's more sin because he can pull you out of it. And he can show you, I love you. And I want to free you from what your bondage is right here and right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's his grace. It's his grace that helps us. It's his grace that helps us to live. It's his grace that helps us to go forward. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. If you've got your Bibles for just a few moments, I begin to look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Amen. If you've never done a study of 1 Corinthians 15, it's a beautiful chapter. It's a powerful chapter. Amen. Amen. If you don't have a, a, a normal study going on, I, I challenge you, take this chapter and study it in its fullness. Amen. There's so much beauty in this thing. There's so much victory in this passage. Amen. Praise God. We're going to start in verse 16. I'm not going to go, we're not going to do a Bible study on this whole passage. But we're going to take a few pieces out of here. Because I want you to understand the importance of Christ's death and resurrection. Amen. Verse 16, 1 Corinthians 15 and 16 says, For if he dead rise not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins, if Christ wasn't raised from the dead. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Had Christ not raised from the dead, everything we are doing right now would be for naught. And everything that those that went before us would have been for naught. 
But Paul goes on to say in verse 19, he said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. He said, Christ did rise from the dead, and therefore we have hope. We have hope. We don't have only hope in this life, but we have hope in the fact that Christ is alive and he is in this place tonight. And we can leave this place living in Christ today. Hallelujah. For since, since by man cometh death, came death. We're talking about Adam again. The apostle goes on to say, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, all died. Because what Adam did when he introduced sin to this world, we all die. Even so in Christ, since Christ came, shall all be made alive. Made alive. Hallelujah. Jumping over to verse 45 and it says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jumping up to verse 47, the first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. You understand that second Adam wasn't just another man, but it was the Lord from heaven that looked down upon his, his creation. He said, I love them. And I've got to do something to atone for their sin because I want relationship with them. This is why I created them. I want to have communion with them. Therefore, the second man is the Lord from heaven. And is, as, is, as is the earthy, such, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earth, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Jumping down to verse 53, this is why this was all done. It says, for this corruptible, this flesh right here, this must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall he shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. When is this going to happen? When the trumpet sounds, when God calls us out of this whole world, when he calls us home to be with him, why is this possible? Because the Lord from heaven came down and dwelt among men and was crucified upon the cross and died among us, allowing us an opportunity to live with him eternally. We don't have to face death anymore. We don't have to face death anymore. The wages of sin are not an option for those that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we can put on incorruption. We can put on immortality. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, God wants to give it to you tonight. Hallelujah. Goes on to read, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? You see, death couldn't hold the Lord down. The grave couldn't hold him in the ground anymore. When it was time for him to come out of the grave, 
he came on out. Nothing could stop him. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The sting of death is sin, he goes on to say. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. There's power in Jesus. There's power in Jesus. In fact, there is no power that exists that does not come from Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said, All power in heaven and earth belongs to me. And you understand, because all power belongs to him, that is why we should baptize in the name. Amen. Because all power belongs to him, we should baptize in the name. We should teach in the name. Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful for this opportunity he has put before us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to be born again if we want to, if we want to give an excellent sacrifice. If we want to give to God our everything. That's the excellent sacrifice he's looking for. How are you coming before the Lord? That's what he's looking at. Amen. What are you going to give to him this evening? Are you going to give to him just a nonchalant sacrifice this evening? I went to the house of God. Should be okay. But even in the Old Testament... It wasn't okay for somebody to come to the house of the Lord and leave the same way. For it was commanded of them, Brother Jared, that if they came in by the north gate, they had to leave by the south. If they came in on the east gate, they had to leave on the west. It wasn't, it wasn't allowed by law. Why should we allow it under grace? I come to the house of God to be changed. I don't want to lose out with God sitting on a pew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. i got to be saved. I've got to offer to him an excellent sacrifice. I've got to find out what is it, Lord, that you expect of me. What do you want me to bring to the house of God? What do you want me to leave upon the altar of sacrifice when I leave the house of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, Philippians 1 and 21, I quoted a few moments ago, but for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. We've got to die out to the old man. We've got to allow the Holy Ghost to come in and replace all of our bad habits, replace all of our, our ideas and our wants and our needs, we think. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in Christ. Brother Weems and I talked before service today. i got to quit talking to him.
But every time I talk to him, it just seems like he confirms what I've been praying about. I'm thankful for people like that in my life. But I'm just going to, can I just tell him what we talked about? All right. He said, he said, I, I got an illustration I want to share. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to kind of breeze through it real quick, Brother Williams. But he, he grabbed a songbook, and he grabbed a $1 bill out of his pocket. And he said, this is me, the $1 bill. And this is Christ, the songbook he, he had. And he took that dollar bill, and he put it in that songbook. And then he closed it. He said, this is God's desire for us, that when we become and we're filled with the Holy Ghost, and we surrender ourselves to Him. We ought to be completely enveloped in Christ. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in in Christ." And he he proceeded to show me. He took that dollar bill and he stuck it halfway sticking out. And he began to shake that book, and he began to move it around, and he, he said, watch what happens. And all of a sudden, that dollar bill just goes flying out of the book. He said, this is what even I have done in my walk with God. And me too. I've lived half in and half out, trying to cling to the things that I want, the things that I think are important, when in fact... Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Didn't say to seek anything else, just the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's it. And if we're hanging half in and half out, when tribulation and turmoil comes and the earth begins to shake underneath us, all of a sudden we lose our footing and we fall out. Of Christ. Why? Because we haven't dedicated ourselves. Because we haven't given that excellent sacrifice. That sacrifice the Lord's been asking us. I, I want you, come on, a little bit deeper. Come on, a little bit deeper. You want the Holy Ghost? Come on. The Lord's bidding you tonight. Are you willing to give that excellent sacrifice in this place tonight? Are you willing to allow the Lord to step into your life and to allow him to envelop you in his glory and in his presence and, and to take control of your life? <clears throat> Amen. Something for you to think about. And hopefully you can make a decision before you leave the house of God tonight. The power of God has been in this place so strong all evening. Beckoning. Come a little deeper. Come a little closer. Come on inside a little bit farther. Come on. Come on. I'm right here. I want you to come a little closer. Come on. I need you. I need you to come a little closer. You're, you're, you're a little bit too far out of, out of reach here. Let, come on in a little bit closer. Are you willing to give an excellent sacrifice tonight? You'll be able to tell if you have completely totally given of yourself. Why? Paul goes on and he said he is a new creature. A new creature. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. That means, I'm not saying you're never going to fly off the handle, okay? 
I promise you. Circumstances show up. Our humanity shows up too. But it's that spirit inside of you that's going to prick you. Oh, man, I messed up. Lord, I need your help. And the deeper you are in Christ, the more you're going to feel that pricking hand saying, hey, you probably ought not do that anymore. You probably ought to not do this anymore. You probably not say that kind of stuff anymore. Are you willing to give an excellent sacrifice? Are you going to hold out like Cain did? Hallelujah, I don't want to end up like Cain. Cain wound up with Mark Man the rest of his life. Hey, man, I don't, I don't want to be like Cain, but Abel, he understood, I've got to obey the Lord. There's something my mom and dad put inside of my heart. Mom and dad taught me how to offer an excellent sacrifice. I know what I need to do. It's been preached time and time again in this place, what you need to do. Acts chapter 2, verse number 37 now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. We've heard this over and over. And they said unto the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent, repent. We know this. Most of us here, we understand this. Repent, changing our ways, leaving our old past behind. Turning away and saying, God, I'm done with my, my, my way of doing things and I'm surrendering to you. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sin and ye shall receive the gift. The gift, understand, the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And verse 40, and with many other words did he testify and exalt. Exhort, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. I'm telling you tonight, I've come to preach to somebody. Give God an excellent sacrifice today. Give God yourself. He's reaching out for you. He's been reaching for you this week, last week, the week before. Every time you come into the house of God, he's been reaching for you. Come on, come on, just a little bit closer just a little bit closer. I've got this gift. It's right here. It's for you. It's for you. I just need you to offer yourself to me. I've given everything for you. I've sacrificed my life. I've, I've shed my blood. I've died on a cross for you. I've defeated death. I've defeated hell for you. Hallelujah. I'm just asking you will you come a little bit closer. Will you offer that excellent sacrifice that I'm looking for tonight? Will you offer yourself to me? Will you give my of yourself to me? Hallelujah. You understand when we offer ourselves to him, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation in that. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the, the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. 
And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, and neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now you understand why you've got to offer an excellent sacrifice. You get to lay down all of your carnality on the, on the altar. Say, God, I'm done. I'm done. This flesh, it keeps getting me in trouble. This flesh, it keeps driving me deeper into sin. I don't want to be in this sin. this carnal mind that I can't control on my own and I need his spirit to help me I want to be spiritually minded because the carnal mind is enmity against God verse 8 says so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God but ye are not in the flesh you got the Holy Ghost you're not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I've got to be a part of him. I've got to be inside of him. Brother Weems, I've got to be in him. Completely enveloped in his presence. Not just when I come to the house of God, but when I'm at home, when I'm on the job, I've got to be enveloped in the Lord. I can't afford <laughs> I cannot afford to try things on my own. I can't even try to hold on to the church and try to hold on to my ideas. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Jesus himself said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will cling to one and hate the other. Amen. We've got to give of ourselves to him. Amen. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus, we sang about this this morning, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also Quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So this answers our question tonight. Well, if I lay down my will, I'm dead to myself. I'm dying out to me. So if I'm dead, I'm going to be useless. Well, to yourself, you will be. But if you die out to this carnal mind, you die out to this flesh, The same spirit, <laughs> that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the grave on that resurrection Sunday 
will quicken your mortal body, Paul says, by his spirit that dwells in you. If you can lay yourself down in an altar and you can allow his spirit to come inside, you lay yourself aside. Say, God, I'm done. I'm sick and tired. I'm going down the road. I've gone down. God, I need you in my life. That same spirit that raised up Jesus out of the grave will come and dwell inside of your heart and will raise you up out of sin and will make you alive in Christ. That's why the apostle Paul could say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Why? Because I'm dying out to this old carnal mind. I'm dying out to this flesh and I'm replacing it with his spirit. Because I need Jesus living inside of me. I need Jesus making my decision. Hallelujah. If we're in Christ, we have sacrificed everything. If we're in Christ, we have let go of everything. Hallelujah. Because it was Christ. He purified us through his blood. And he rent the veil of the temple. The only thing holding you back, but the only thing standing in between you and God now is your will. Is that veil Brother Jared was talking about last Sunday? What are you going to do? Are you going to bring forth an excellent sacrifice tonight? Are you going to allow God to come into your life and change you forever? Saint of God, what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to offer another excellent sacrifice? This sacrifice isn't just a one-time thing. It's something that happens every day. Jesus said, take up your cross daily and follow me. Our example is Christ. He took up his cross unashamedly. He had the option, Pastor pointed out to us this morning, he had the option to pick, pick between you and him. And he picked you. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that he picked me. Because... I get overwhelmed when I think of his mercy. I get overwhelmed when I think of his grace. You understand if he had not chosen you over himself, we would not have this opportunity. We would still be without hope. But tonight I'm here declaring hope unto you because he chose to die and to be resurrected on the third day that we could have hope that he could extend that resurrection power to each and every one of us and I can promise you I've had to go back and ask him Lord I need resurrected again I felt carnal God I fell to my flesh but God will you have mercy on me one more time I'm not saying that you have a license to sin willfully. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, God's grace is there for you if you fall. Sometimes, I'm trying to come to a close as Rebecca, will you come? 
Sometimes we fall and we lose sight of the end goal. We lose sight of Jesus himself. But if we can just get back on our knees and we can reach out and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I fail. I need your grace one more time. I need your strength today. Hallelujah, the old prophet. He said, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. I'm not staying down. I'm not staying down. I may have fallen, but I'm not staying down. I have hope because Jesus extended his mercy to me. His mercy, the psalmist said, is made new every morning. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord is reaching out. He's saying, would you come a little closer? Won't you come on inside? I want, I want you to abide in me. I want you to abide in me. You don't have the Holy Ghost. He wants you to abide in him tonight. You can leave this place abiding in him, allowing him to come inside of you, changing you. Let him become everything to you. Hallelujah, can we stand this evening? I love you, Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, come on, reach out. The Holy Ghost is here tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your, yourselves, your bodies a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. You hear me? A living sacrifice. Dying out to yourself and allowing his spirit to guide you. I beseech you tonight. That you would present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. Amen. What you going to do tonight? Are you willing to present an excellent sacrifice tonight?